Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Normally, live on a Sunday, live on the Lord's Day. Father Abraham was one of us. <laughs> but live on a Sunday, we got a lot to talk about. An emergency episode? Not really. Last time I said that, everybody freaked out. The LSU, some guys in the LSU media said, "Oh, Blake, you don't know what you're doing." And then what I said happened was going to happen. Nevertheless, not an emergency episode, but maybe a little, maybe just a little bit. Uh, if you missed it, a lot of talk around Arizona State transfer quarterback Jane Daniels. Something that we've been talking about for over two weeks uh, with Jane Daniels. Looks like he could be training to LSU. Steve Wolfong. Uh, you know, what made a pick that he was going to come to LSU, something that we had talked about just this past week when we were doing remote uh, from Fort Wharton Beach. We're going to talk a lot about uh, Jane Daniels. I'm going to give you my opinion on Jane Daniels. Again, just to refresh, doing some more film study on Jane Daniels, what do I think he does if and when he comes to LSU, if and when, if or when. Let me say if or when, not if and when. With if or when he comes what the LSU Tigers should expect. It should also tell you what Brian Kelly's thinking. We've talked about this for over seven weeks now, um, and, and we'll recap that. We'll also recap Junior Day, a lot of good things that we're hearing around Junior Day, uh, What how Brian Kelly, and we'll use a more holistic approach, not maybe just individual guys. So we'll, we'll go more at it uh, holistically, not just, you know, hey, I talked to this guy, this guy, and this guy. <laughs> I think that gets a little uh, nauseous, at least for me. So we will talk about that. Carter the Power Bryant joins us in 25 minutes. 
Uh, I'm going to ask him a lot of football stuff. We'll kick around some LSU stuff as well. What does he think about the potential of Jane Daniels coming to LSU? Interesting. Uh, LSU baseball uh, to finish strong. Let's see if they finish strong today against Baylor. I think they will. I think Baylor's not as good as maybe some believe that they would be. Um, and they fall to Texas last night. I had a lot of opportunities to win that game, but they fall short. You hanging around with the number one team of the country. Texas is really good in baseball, y'all. It's just the bottom line. And LSU basketball is sitting really, really well in the SEC tournament. We'll touch on that. And I will do a Rafino's rants at the end of the show. Zion Williamson is getting under my skin a little bit. Um, seems like every time something's going good, Zion Williamson returns. It's like when you call when you say the word goosebumps three times, or, 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 or not goosebumps, uh, Beetlejuice three times, uh, he shall appear. So we'll, we'll talk. I'm going to go off on Zion. I, I don't like the affinity from what some people have. Let's call it what it is. Stop. Put take off your take off your blinders for a minute and realize what's going on. We'll touch on Zion uh, at the end of the show. So before we get started, let's get to a couple of these comments. Um, we talked about this last night, but Jerry or yesterday, but Jerry Zimmerman said the Frank Wilson accusations seem a little bit fishy. Yeah, we'll see. They do, and I've talked to some people, and they say you know she might have this, she might have that. Well. LSU also has this, and they also have that. I, 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 for whatever for whatever it's worth, I feel like this is going to end out in a settlement. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau says, "Ah, it's time for the hashtag AYS Church with your own pastor Blake Rafino." Well, I'm not a pastor. No, 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 I'm not a pastor. Uh, Tommy Poole says, "Hey Blake, any news how Junior Day went? We will get on that." We will get on that. A lot of people saying, let's go. Jerry also saying that as well. KMC say, Jane Daniels, crystal ball to LSU. Looks that way. Something that we've been talking about for two weeks. I mean, we talked about it Monday night. I don't know why it's just being brought back up now. But nevertheless, I guess we'll, we'll talk on it uh, again. We'll talk on it again. It's a it's some bigger news. And, and we'll talk some LSU football on that. We'll talk some um, football on that. Uh, Jordan Davis, Jamar Jackson said Jordan Davis ran a 4-8. I, uh, I saw that. 4-7-8, actually. Big defensive lineman from Georgia. Absolutely just nuts. Wild, man. You should not be that big and that fast. 4-7-8. Ty Davis-Price running a 4-4-8 is massive. I mean, guys, and I am gonna, I might go off on a little Rafino's rants, too, on, on you know, early to start off. We'll see. It's been one of those kinds of days, I guess. <laughs> All right, let's get started, uh, and let's get rolling. We'll get to a lot of your comments. Fire them inside the chat, Rudy Crew chat. Fire them in there. We'll get to as many of them as we can. Uh, before we get started, guys, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to your social media groups. Uh, share to your Facebook groups. We would greatly, greatly appreciate that. There's a lot of you watching us uh, right now on Facebook. Do us a favor by hitting that like button, hitting that share. Get us to the – even if you're on YouTube, get us to the 100-like mark. Everybody hit that like button. We're 30 on YouTube, so subscribe and hit that notification bell there as well. We would greatly appreciate it. If you're listening to this on the audio podcast platform, we greatly appreciate that as well. We're going to be doing our, – our, our now studio is going to be changing a little bit here soon, uh, getting a lot more new gear, getting ready to move and – into the new one. Uh, still got a lot of stuff we got to get done. 
Uh, but l- really looking forward to that too. So it's going to be a lot better for the audio podcast platform size. A- audio is going to get a lot better. So, all right, let's pay some bills around this thing, and then we'll get started none better than our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons and betonline.ag. Guys, with over 65 long years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them your good friend Mr. Blake Rafina over at AYS sent you on by. And our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Guys, I've been telling you about BetOnline for such a long time now. You have the SEC tournament coming up. Had a big UFC 272 event last night you could have bet on. So many different things. You can place bets on. The best place that I go for them is betonline.ag. If you haven't signed up today, use your mobile device. Use the Believe promo code BLEAV. That's BLEAV, and they'll give you 50% off your first welcome deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. All right, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's get this thing rolling, (laughs) y'all. Rob Boudreaux says, betonline. Dot A-G. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau says, I've been busy DJing Mardi Gras parties last, uh, uh, last couple weeks, last couple nights, Court. I see you, Ryan. Go, DJ. That's my DJ. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Kenny uh, Futch says, I met Quincy Wiggins yesterday, and he looks cut. Yeah, he looks really good, man. He looks, he, he, he looks like he's putting on some really good weight, and we could see him this fall. Uh, Kenny Russell says, Blake, I heard Kelly and Sloan are telling recruits we are running a vertical passing game with RPOs and zone run principles uh, that will sell better to the 2019 offense. So let's let's start there. And, Kenny, it's a really good thing you just said, and I'm hearing a lot of the same things. Um, let's talk about this, though, because it's the reason why, if you're on Facebook, there's a lot of you in there. All of y'all hit that like button. Come on, man. Uh, so let's start here. Look, Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, we had talked about Jaden Daniels. Like, there have been some things that have been going on, and I'm going to even go even eight weeks or seven weeks before that. There was a lot of things that I'd heard and some opinions that I'd formed around some of the things that I'd heard in reference to LSU when it comes to the quarterback position. And I know a lot of LSU fans, and this is going to rub a lot of LSU fans the wrong way, and I don't mean it to. Like, if you disagree with this opinion, that is my opinion on Jane Daniels or the quarterback position, that's fine. But I also think that there's some now that we're looking into it and something that we talked about for over two months, some realistic things going on with LSU in the quarterback position. Let's start off here. For a while now, I have been told that LSU was looking inside the portal and was going to kick the tires on a lot of quarterbacks that are in the transfer portal. Whether they go into the transfer portal, and even if Jane Daniels comes to LSU. Now, there's a lot of people talking about that LSU is one of the three schools that Jane Daniels is looking at, one of them being Oregon. I don't believe that he's going to Oregon now with Bo Nix being at Oregon. Missouri being one of those schools, I think that you can easily beat Missouri in this recruiting process because you point at Kayshawn Booty and says, and you say, hello. Oh, 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 by the way, his backup's Chris Hilton. 
You know, that very, very talented kid from Zachary High School. Right? Like, that might be his backup. Oh, on the other side, we have a guy by the name of Jack Besh. Oh, 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 oh. And by the way, we got another guy named Brian Thomas. And we just got you a a freshman All-American left tackle. Why wouldn't you want to come to LSU? So if it is that these three schools that comes down for Jaden Daniels is those three, I think LSU is in the captain's chair. We will continue to talk about Jaden Daniels. We will even talk a little bit more in depth about that with Carter Bryant when he comes, Carter the Power from Power Hour, LSU Power Hour, when he comes on here. But I want to say this. It should view your new head coach, and now that you have a lot of new eyeballs on this team, Mike Denbrock, Joe Sloan, uh, 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 Brian Kelly, whoever it may be that's looking at the quarterback position, it should tell you about what they think right now. I don't think that – I think I believe and I have heard that they obviously know that Walker Howard is the obvious predecessor. He is going to eventually and one day be the guy. But right now, what is LSU's goals? What are the things that they are trying to meet? The way that I have taken all of this quarterback news and Brian Kelly wanting to at least kick the tires on other quarterbacks is this. <laughs> Guys, I think he feels like he's maybe a quarterback away from having an 8-9-10 win season. It also tells me that he's not wanting to come in here and have a rebuilding type of year. He's wanting to win right now. With all due respect, guys, Brian Kelly's not a spring chicken, and he knows that. That's not a slight at him. Not not even close. He's an older coach that wants to come in here and win national titles. Brian Kelly has said it multiple times. The only reason why he's here, number one, is to develop young men, and I fully believe him when he says that. Number two is he wants to win natties. He wants to win national titles. He wants to coach the best. He wants to be around the best. And you're going to have to go get the best because you can go get the best. I see a lot of Notre Dame fans and media, oh, Brian Kelly said we didn't have explosiveness and you can't recruit here. Newsflash, guys, you can't. You can't. You can in the top 10, top 12. Sounds good. But your best running back is running a 4-7-8. Jordan Davis, the defensive lineman for Georgia, is also running a 4 7 on my opinion, so so Brian Kelly is going to have his pick of the litter, so to speak, or his pick of whatever guy he wants to go after in the state of Louisiana, and he's probably got a step above more than anybody else in the entire country. You know, I, I, I hear a lot of times that Kayshawn Boutiz don't fall off on trees, <laughs> but then I look at, uh, I look at Odell Beckham, I look at Jarvis Landry, I look at Jamar Chase, I look at Justin Jefferson, I, I, I look at Terrace Marshall, then I look at Kayshawn Bouti, I look at Chris Hilton, I look at Brian Thomas Jr., the hell they don't. I think, I, I feel, and this part is opinion, with some things that I'm hearing and formulating this opinion, they think that they're a quarterback away. Now, what does that mean for the rest of the guys that's on the team? And we have to really talk about that, like legitimately talk about that. It is a – look, 
I have been labeled, and we've talked about this at nausea, but I have been labeled something specific when I talk about Miles Brennan. Guys, I don't know if Miles Brennan's ready to go. I don't know if Garrett, Garrett Nussmeyer's ready to go. I don't know, and I kind of feel like they know that, that Walker Howard's not necessarily ready to go. I don't know if Jane Daniels is ready to go. But Jane Daniels does have more on-field experience than Miles Brennan, and it's not close. The last time Jane Daniels was around NFL type of talent like Kayshawn Booty, and maybe even not on Kayshawn Booty's level, but guys like Brandon Ayuk, who's killing it with the San Francisco 49ers, he absolutely dominated. He dominated. Well, Blake, he regressed. Well, so did Arizona State and the kids around him because they have so many kids going to the transfer portal because Herm Edwards broke some seri- very serious rules and former LSU center Kevin Mawai is out there ratting on him. You want the truth? There's the truth. If you want the um, the, Tom Cru- the Tom Cruise truth, tell me the truth. That's the truth. I think it's a good battle between Jaden Daniels and Miles Brennan and Garrett Nussmeyer. I think it's a really a really good battle. I don't think all three of those stay if Jaden Daniels comes here. I think Nussmeyer leaves. I think Brennan maybe leaves. One of the two is going to leave. But if you ask me my God's honest opinion about on the field, I don't know if I don't need Jaden Daniels out to start. I, I, I don't know that. Now, he's going to have to come in here and put in some good work. It's not going to be handed to him. Miles is going to give him competition. Garrett Nussmeyer's a competitor. He'll go out there and compete with him. Nobody is saying that. No one. But when, and as Kenny just mentioned, when you want to run the RPOs and you want to run a vertical pass game, which, by the way, Jane Daniels is a really good thrower of the football, a very, very good runner of the football. He fits a, a system that LSU now wants to run more than else, here's what other, here's what else it confirms. It kind of confirms a little bit more of what LSU's thinking about what they want to do offensively. Well, Blake, they haven't gone after a tight end of the portal. They haven't made it, you know, even though it might be the biggest need or the biggest thing that LSU needs offensively, they haven't really targeted one heavily. Hmm. That's interesting. Maybe they want to spread the ball out and, and, and run RPOs. Your, your offense coordinator is the tight ends coach. Brian Kelly will be the, with the quarterbacks with Joe Sloan. You know, and what's even crazy is Joe Sloan said a couple of weeks ago that Brian Kelly as a head coach might be the best communicator he's ever had as a head coach. Oh, my voice cracking up. So you have really two good coaches that can coach quarterbacks. It's just of my opinion that uh, (laughs) – it's just of my opinion. um, uh Uh-oh. That Jaden Daniels would be very good here. He would do very good here. And I know that there's a lot of people that have an affinity for Miles Brennan, and I understand that. He's in a battle right now. He's been in a battle. He's going to he's going to mentally have to get himself right. I don't know if I have to be the one to tell him that. He's got to get ready to go. So does Garrett Nussmeyer. So does everybody on this team. They're not they're not going to wait around for everybody like Orgeron did. They're they're not going to do it. 
I have my I have my concerns about Jane Daniels. Now we could uh, even there are some things about Jane Daniels. Can he take a hit in the SEC when Will Anderson comes off that edge? Can he take that hit? One thing I know though, in watching film on him, he's really good at getting out of the pocket. He's really good at stepping up in the pocket. He's really good at tucking the ball and running and not taking a hit. You know who he reminds me a lot of? Uh, a lot of is maybe a, a, a slimmer version of uh, the Ritter kid from Cincinnati who was on Mike Denbrock's team last year. Like, they, they remind me a lot of one another. Maybe a little bit more polished as a passer than Desmond Ritter was. Actually, he is more of a polished passer, in my opinion. Guys, there were times where he's in a game and he has zero help. Go watch the film. I do see a lot of people talking negatively about Jaden Daniels. I know his teammates did a lot of, you know, did the thing that he did when he went to portal to his locker. Yeah, well, there's a toxicity around Arizona State, too. I would not mind a battle. I would not mind a quarterback battle going. But if youth, if and when, and now there's more than just me saying this. It's not just me coming out and talking about Jane Daniels. It's not more than me just coming out and talking about LSU at the quarterback position. Guys, you're starting to get other people saying using their sourcing to say that they believe Jane Daniels could be coming to LSU. So now what do you believe? Now what do you believe? Guys, if I had some glasses, I would put them on and then take them off. We got to take the blinders off, guys. Now, if you want me to give you an idea, and then we'll get to some of these comments, and then we'll get to some LSU baseball, basketball, and stuff like that too. If you want me to tell you what I'm feeling, like what is my thoughts around Jaden Daniels in reference to the possibility of him coming here, guys, I hope that this confirms, and to our loyal listeners, I'm not just pulling shit out of my ass. I'm not just saying, hey, here's this one transfer quarterback here comes LSU, because why wouldn't have I done the same thing for JT Daniels? We're not just pulling it out. I do have a pretty I, – I do feel confident that LSU, if they want to pull the full, put, full court press on Jay Daniels, they can go and get him. It's opinion. I would do it. I don't have a lot of faith at that position right now. It's the biggest position in all sports. I'd go do it. <laughs> Just my opinion. Just my opinion. Ryan Thibodeau says we really need a tight end. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, Philip Rose says, hey, Blake, any updates on Junior Day? Yeah, I'm glad that you asked that, Philip. Um, I think that two things can be true at the same time. And a lot of things, and it's, you know, it's the old saying, two things of being true at the same time. Uh, the things that I've heard from coaches and recruits, guys, Brian Kelly can freaking recruit. If you get him in front of a kid and you get him in front of a recruit, he's pretty deadly. Now, will he go out there and, and, and be as gung-ho as Orgeron was? Maybe not. Maybe not. But Orgeron at times is like the guy – uh, the middle school kid who got broken up by his girlfriend and, and, and is always thinking about her and can't stop looking at his phone and wanting to know if he should call her and can't stop talking about her and thinking about her. That, that was oh, <laughs> I don't think Brian Kelly's going to do that. 
Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. I, I don't. I just don't see him doing that. He's a good closer. You know what else he's done? He's put a lot of good coaches around him who can recruit. They're going to build this offensive line really good. LSU's not done on the offensive line. <laughs> I'm going to keep this one close to the chest. LSU might not even be done at the offensive line for this season. Something that we've also talked about. Brian Kelly's going to make a statement up front. They've look. If there's one thing that you can't say about Notre Dame when Brian under Brian Kelly's tenure, they were really good up front. Extremely good up front. Quentin Nelson. I don't have to make another argument. <laughs> I, I really don't. What happens when you get high-level recruits at the offensive line with guys like Kayshawn Bouti? Then what? It, it, it can feel as if it's a perfect storm for Brian Kelly. It can, it, guys, you can have that scenario. We could have that scenario. I like what they want to do with Jane Daniels. Get him outside the pocket. Stop letting your quarterback, who's not a who is a mobile quarterback, guys. We let Max Johnson, who likes to use his legs and get out of the pocket and run, we let him sit in the pocket last year. Brian Kelly's not going to come into a game scared, and for whatever it's worth, good on him. But the reason he did a lot of things at Notre Dame is simply because he could he could not with the academic restri- academic. Uh, limitations or, or act not limitations but the academic standards he could not get some of the kids that maybe an LSU can get uh, Kyle Decker says don't forget about Jerry Jenkins that's another one man that's another one that's another one Jerry's good too man I, I mean they have weapons all across the place uh, Darren says, hashtag early Rudy Pooh of the week, Zion, and bye-bye, Coach K. Screw Duke. <laughs> it's funny. Jerry says, bring Daniels on. Uh, we'll have the whole SEC guessing and worried about who we starting. Um, I don't think they'll be worried because it's only one team that will be worried, and that's Florida State. Rob Boudreau says, I can eat chicken every day. I, could, I, eat, I eat more I ate um, more chicken wings today at lunch. I, I can't stop, y'all. Can't stop, won't stop. Kenny Russell says, I think Daniels is a better Calamon. Oh, oh, Kenny. Kenny. <laughs> Kenny, um, with all due respect to Calamon, he is a light years ahead of Calamon when it comes to throwing the football. Guys, I, I'm telling you, the kid can play. Don't don't sit in here and give me his stats. Go watch the film because if you're not if you're gonna just show me the stats and you're not gonna go watch the film, then don't talk to me. Because if I'm putting in the work, you're gonna have to put in the work too. The kid can play. A lot of things around him broke down. Offensive line broke down. Receivers broke down. Running backs can't catch the ball. Running backs fumbling. A lot of bad things happened around him at Arizona State. A lot of bad things. Now, another thing that I – the one thing that I would say I didn't really like a lot is he will force the ball in coverage. He will force it. Kick it, boy, man. We will get to some LSU baseball and uh, basketball here too. But we got like 
22 seconds. And then we got to get to Carter the Power Bryant. Actually, 15 seconds. Last comment, then we'll get in there. Our good friend Carter, Carter the Power Bryant. Uh, and says, I'm excited for this. Miles is too fragile. We need options. Uh, Bailey, I'm excited about that Texas A&M game next year. I am too. I am too. Look, we'll continue this conversation, and we'll continue it now. Let's do this. Let's get to a very, very quick break, and we're going to bring on Carter the Power Bryant. Um, and then we'll and then we will talk LSU basketball and baseball, and then we'll talk about how I'm going to tee off on Zion. Uh, Eaton, as Pooh Baron here said, he's at a uh, where is Pooh's comment? Pooh Bear said he's at a funeral a funeral chicken convention. That's also where Zion's been for the last four months, eating fried chicken every day. Um, so let's get to a quick break. We'll get to Carter the Power Bryant. None better than good friends over at NordVPN and Carol Foss over at State Farm. Guys, I got to tell you, since I've switched over to NordVPN, my peace of mind about my security, about my stream, and about everything we do online has given me a huge boost of confidence. NordVPN has the next best encryption for all your security and safety purposes. If you're on a desktop, laptop, whatever you need to do, they will be able to protect everything that you have on your laptop. With everything going on today, they are the number one stop when it comes to VPN service. That's NordVPN. Use the promo code BLEAV, believe, BLEAV. You'll get 70% off and your first month free with NordVPN. And tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS. Sent you on by and our good friend Carol Foss over at State Farm for all the great rates at State Farm, home, life, auto. They do it all. Give him a call today at 985-395-4300. 985-395-4300. Tell me, good friend Blake Rafino at AYS. Sent you on by. Dunna. Dunna. Go, Carter. What's up, my friend? What's going on? Blake, (laughs) a Sunday afternoon, man. This is normally the time like I get up. I mean, my goodness gracious, man. Good to see all these beautiful people with some really fun Jaden Daniels discourse. I love it, man. Okay. Well, first off, I'm looking at you right now, and it's like new camera who this. I I, I mean, (laughs) it looks great. Picture looks great. But, yeah, Carter. We're talking about Jaden Daniels. I wanted to bring you on. Um, Carter, what is this? Now that we're getting some sourcing and some and some really reliable people talking about Jaden Daniels possibly uh, coming to LSU, I, I just said what it tells me. But, Carter, what does it tell you? Huh? Huh? Uh. <laughs> so, the first thing, look um, – Let's let's bring this into the discussion, right? So you bring in Mike Dembrock, right? Who was mm-hmm. his quarterback last year? It was Desmond Ritter, right? And I don't I don't know Blake if you guys have, have touched on this yet, but a big part of what Cincinnati did last year was the RPO game, and right. a lot of it was Desmond Ritter pulling the football and running with it. So you know, as far as Mike Dembrock is concerned, I do think he would feel a little bit more comfortable as a play caller with having someone who can run. I agree. Run his offense, right? And at least if you bring Jaden Daniels in, he gives you that aspect to his game. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand, uh, you know, we, we look at Garrett Nussmeyer as a mobile 
dual threat quarterback, but he's not really a runner, right? Athletically, he he's not going to kill you with his legs the same way a guy like Jaden Daniels would. Now, mm. once again, we're not saying Jaden Daniels is the next Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson or uh, Tim Tebow. No one is saying that at all. Right. Cam and, and and someone makes a good point about the turnovers and forcing the football into very dangerous situations. I will include, though, that Arizona State as a program was a lot like LSU with a lot of mess going on off no the doubt. field. And what can happen sometimes, if especially if you just start right off the bat, which Jaden Daniels did, some natural regression will just step in. Right. No doubt. As Jaden Daniels was moving along in his career, his coaching actually got worse. So there's that aspect of his game as well. So, you know, once again, no, no one is saying Jaden Daniels is 10 times better than Miles Brennan. And no one is saying Jaden Daniels is the quarterback of the future compared to Walker Howard or Garrett Nussmeyer. The point, though, is if he really wants to come, it gives you such amazing insurance at by far the most vital position in the sport. I agree with everything, Carter, that you just said. Does it tell you anything about what Brian Kelly's thinking? Meaning, like, is there anything that he looks at this quarterback room and says, hey, guys, look, y'all are good, but you're going to have – I don't know how, Carter, to say it in today's society where if I say something, it's going to be taken out of context. But it feels like that there's a little bit to me that – Brian Kelly sits back and watched last year's film and says, hey, man, we're just not ready. And, Carter, he even said that, right? Like, he right. said it in the, press, in, the, in the press conference that, guys, if we play the game today, we're just not ready to go. Um, do you think that that's a little bit telling about what he's thinking about the quarterback room? I think it is. And here's something else that's just really hard to think about as a quarterback, right? It's hard as you know what to finish a year, right, to right. start <laughs> – game one, and finish that bad boy, especially when you're not winning, right? Mm -hmm. So Jaden Daniels is battle-tested. You go look at his numbers, right? He performed far worse on the road than he did at home. That's, That's right. Thing, right? Now, I will include his best road performance this past year was against Utah, the best team in the Pac-12. Right. So, you know, he had some flashes of excellence, also, look, his weapons, yes, there was a Brandon Ayuk gear mixed in there, and Ayuk is just an amazing wide receiver for the college football level. But really, you know, it's not Jack Besh, it's not Kayshawn, it's not those guys, right? right. Like, that's a, that, it, it, that's a clear drop-off from the skill guys. <laughs> now, I will say Arizona State's running back room has always been really, really good, but the receivers is, you know, the number one thing that affects uh, the, the quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. And this is the last but certainly not least thing, right? And, Blake, you played the offensive line. You know this pretty well. Uh, an offensive line that's going to be some – it's going to be patchwork, right? There, it, We're going to have basically a brand-new group of guys out there next year. A mobile quarterback helps out with that, right? It just does. There's no other way around it. Not just protection breaking down. It's – zone read it's rpo those plays really help out the offensive line and it makes that defensive line guess a lot more with what you're going to do mm -hmm. right so there's going to be some games where lsu's offensive line which is so new is not going to play that well and Jaden daniels would be able to escape and make a few plays if he ends up actually being the guy now this is also very important to include in the story right now as well is that 
basically Steve Wilfong, who is a national college football reporter, is the one who really set this small-ish firestorm out about Jaden Daniels because he put in a crystal ball. So we don't know really anything about visits, uh, unless you know something, Blake, that I don't know. Uh, it, it, we still got to wait and see this thing play out. And Jane Daniels probably wants to go somewhere where he is going to play, right? So we'll see what happens. Carter, a little bit, too, about your um, Mike Denbrock RPO game. You know, there was a game against Notre Dame, against Brian Kelly, and also against Alabama and Nick Saban where – this is where Jaden Daniels makes the most sense for me is they run a zone read concept with the offensive line. They read the defensive end. They read they read Will Anderson. The one bad play of that entire game, Carter, of the absolute dominance that Will Anderson had because we and you talked about this. Yeah. I, I mean, dude, I mean, just like killed it. Right. But they did do some good things against him, and I'll mention it here, is they ran an RPO with the offensive line faked it with the back, but they have the, as what some most people will know it as, is spider two wide banana. Fullback in the flat. They have a tight end going into the corner to the, you know, going into the corner. Carter, that is, with a quarterback that knows how to run that system and that is athletic enough to run that system, it is not just dangerous. It's It could be elite. And, I, right. and that's where I sit back and I wonder, like, you're going to have to be able to move and throw the football in this offense. Now, with that being said alone, that also is where Walker Howard fits best, right? right. Like, absolutely. And, and yeah. so I even sit back and say to myself, I don't know, Carter, if there's not a scenario where he's not the number two guy if Jay Daniels comes. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what happens there, but um, I just think it's really interesting. There's a lot you can run off of it. Um, look, if he does come, <laughs> I don't look. I, I'm tiptoeing around maybe where I shouldn't be tiptoeing around. But if he does come, what would you? Would you? How would you? What would you? What would your initial thoughts be? Let me just let me ask it like that. Yeah. So uh, this is obviously a very um, prevalent question from Charlie Vietor. 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 I don't know how to say his last name. Uh, how many years does Daniels have left? Two. So he has three years. Uh, oh, would it be three? Yeah, so he has three years of starters experience, but he still has three years of eligibility left because of the 2020 COVID year. So he started as a true freshman in 2019. 2020, he was also the starter. So then he'd be and, a res- redshirt freshman last year, and then now he'd be a redshirt sophomore, or be a sophomore, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, so my God. He, he would have three years of eligibility left, and we're talking about a top 50 recruit. And look, I understand that you can win a lot of games with the pocket quarterback. You really can. Right. Miles Brennan can get you nine or 10 wins. But I do want to include this. Right. Let's take Georgia, for instance. Right. The biggest difference between Stetson Bennett and JT Daniels was Bennett can run. Right. Right. He can run. And that was, you know, one of the big deciding factors for Georgia's season. Right. Mm -hmm. Now. Let's talk about this guy really quickly. I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna spend too much time on it. This guy in the background right there. Let's talk, let's talk about Joe really quickly. All right. I will see. I saw the Jeremy Hill jersey. He's coming on tomorrow night. So I. I. You know. Jay Hill. Th- th- thank you for for clarifying. But continue. Now, um, so Joe Burrow, his running ability is what won us a lot of games, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
you take the Clemson game, you take the Alabama game, take all those games, right? The difference was Joe Burrow's running ability. That that really was the difference in LSU winning those games, Auburn as well, right? It really changes so much that you're able to do offensively. So, you know, that alone uh, compared to Miles Brennan's athleticism is something that's worth mentioning. And that to me would be, you know, the biggest difference between the both of them is that Jaden Daniels, you know, if you're grading it on a scale of one to 10, as far as being a runner, he's probably about like a seven. Like he's not, he's not Manzellian. He's not definitely Cam, but, you know, he put up, I mean, what he had, I think there was more games last year where he had a run of 20 yards or more than there was uh, right. than, than, than not. Right. So, you know, that's obviously a, a, a huge difference maker uh, as far as him is concerned. So, yeah, I, I I'm a big believer in Jaden Daniels and, you know, kind of talking myself into it. And I know a lot of people see the 10 interceptions. Well, you know, Brian Kelly is good at coaching risk averse football as well. Right. So uh, keep all that in mind when it comes to his evaluation. We do have some uh, questions pulling in here, Carter. Uh, uh, one from being Bailey, and I think she may be, t- or he may be talking about from last year, but hashtag ask Carter, what do you think is going to be the best or, or the most interesting or best game played by LSU next year? Uh, well, maybe next year. I, I don't. Maybe the first one. I mean, I don't. I don't know how yeah, to answer exactly. that. But huh? Huh? <laughs> uh, you huh? agree with that, Carter? The yeah, Florida one? State obviously is the most fascinating. You know, if you're a college football historian, you know, a lot of us have never seen that iconic Seminole. You know, yeah, I had the, the right. Golden Domes right there, right? And considering you know they won their national championship in New Orleans, that's a that's a very big deal. Uh, for a lot of Florida State fans uh, to to go see that game. To me, though, Blake, you know, obviously it's always going to be Alabama, right, where you, you have that bye week. But the game that's always given LSU trouble, at least in recent years, is that week seven and week eight game, right, mm-hmm. where you play back-to-back Power 5 opponents. You know, you go back to 2019, the Auburn performance was in that week eight s- slot. That was LSU's worst offensive performance the entire year. And then uh, – 2020 we saw what happened in that week eight period right uh and then 2021 in particular is where things got really rough uh, for lsu this past year with that old miss game in week eight so right. once again just like last year uh you're gonna have that week seven week eight where you play florida and Ole miss back to back it's gonna be brutal you know you, you, the, a lane kiffin coach team is tough uh to, to go up against uh with, with tired legs and look carter he's got He's got weapons now too. I, right. I, 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 it's not that he didn't have weapons last year, or the year before, but two words: Zach Evans. Uh, I mean, like right. uh, he's got weapons, weapons now. Like this isn't a joke anymore with Lane Kiffin. And and look, I think that's. Uh, I mean, if you're Brian Kelly, you also have to sit back, Carter, and say to yourself, like, look, man, we could get away in the Big Ten with playing some rough and tough, and you know, we're going up against Wisconsin. We could sit there and line it up and run the football. Uh, he can't do that here, Carter. Not anymore. Right. And so, it just makes it more interesting. I, I missed the comment, Carter, and I can't find it. People were asking you about tight end. Let me let me put my own spin on that. Does it tell you a little bit more about what LSU wants to do from offensive philosophy standpoint about not going after a tight end so much uh, than it does? I mean, you have some talent there, but you just don't have a lot of depth. Yeah, you don't. I mean, just based on, you know, two years of what we've seen from Cole Taylor, you have major questions about him going in uh, to next year when it comes to just, 
know, the base athleticism you need to play a really difficult position, right? So, you know, obviously we'll see what happens with Jack Mashburn. We'll see what happens with what they view Jack Besh exactly as. Now, I will say this about Jack Besh. His blocking was a lot better uh, yeah. than what what would think. Now, it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't George Kittle, but I mean, it was still, <laughs> it, it, was still right. it was still pretty amazing uh, for a guy who's never – blocked before he actually blocked fine Mm -hmm. so we'll see you know i i think just because of depth they'll still use him as that hybrid tight end and you'll you'll see uh even though it would be 11 personnel you'll see what essentially is going to be 10 personnel where besh Uh is a tight end and you have three of the talented wide receivers out there who kashan and whoever the other two guys would be this is some amazing stuff by you I just, I just gotta let you know, Carter. It, it, no, it's not amazing. It's not amazing. Man. It, We're just it having is, fun, baby. I know. It's Sunday I know. afternoon, man. I'm normally sipping on Capri Suns and Shirley Temples <laughs> and eating a few Oreos, man. You got uh, one of the fastest growing platforms. You're killing. You got Mike Jones. Who you got Jay Hill? Who? Who you got, man? You're just destroying it, man. I love coming on the show. It's one of my favorite shows I out love there, you being man. Out in here, and I will, I will, I will add. Uh, to this about you know the tight end position, you know it, it, it historically has not been one of LSU's stronger positions right. anyway. Right. And to add on to that, there's just not that many great tight ends. There's not it, it's mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a weird thing, right? Where only one is on the field more often than not. There's just not many of them. It's a weird body type. It's a weird skill set uh, to have to play that position. So I understand a lot of people are panicking about that tight end spot, but you know, you, not everybody can have Brock Bowers. Not everybody can have Michael Mayer. So uh, you just got to trust Brian Kelly, who's had more great tight ends than essentially anyone and hope for the best. I think Bruce Steele makes an interesting point here. So let me bring this up. He says, LSU is waiting for Darnell Washington and Hankton connection. Love it. Uh, Carter, let me tell you something. And I look, I'm an emotional dude. You know that. I know that. And I don't make any uh, bones about it. But let me let me just say this: If they do get Darnell Washington, and they do get Jaden Daniels, okay, Carter out and, and and look, I know the talk will be about the offensive line again. I have my you know reserves on the offensive line on this, but tr- all American left tackle, you have some pieces and experience up front. What do you do at center? That's fine. We'll see when we get there. Carter, they're a nine ten win team, buddy. I like I, I I really do believe that. If they put those pieces together, I see them being there. I also see that look, this defense also has pieces. Carter, I'm not trying to talk myself into them playing for an SEC title. I'm not gonna do that. But there's something I was gonna talk about a little bit later, and I'll just I'll even mention it now. I mean, when you look at the NFL combine and the NFL draft and you see the guys that are going to get drafted from last year's team, you would say to yourself, okay, well, that's at minimum an eight-win team. Like, at minimum, an eight-win team. Carter, what do you do now? What do you do now with a really good coaching staff? Now, let me ask you this. Am I I somewhat talking myself into something here, or does that have legs? No, no, no. It definitely has legs, man. Come on, man. I mean, okay. we're LSU fans at heart, right? We want to be oh, no eternal doubt. optimists, right? Mm-hmm. Here's what I'll say. 
that first game against Florida State is so huge just because of what we've seen the last couple of years as far as how important that first game was. I would say the UCLA game was far more devastating than the Mississippi State game simply because of, you know, last year we just all viewed it as kind of a fluke. Well, me and you were warning everyone going into 2021, maybe it wasn't, uh, you know, a couple of things that were, were lingering uh, from, from that awards were on team. And we continue to do the same thing in 2021. Um, you know, that first game is just going to be so massive, right? That's a critical game for more so Florida State than than even LSU, right? Because I agree with that too. Florida State, you know, as chaotic and as nefarious some as some of the stuff off the field with LSU has become, at least most LSU fans view Brian Kelly as the best coach right now for LSU. That mm-hmm. is not the case for Florida State, right? There are a lot of people that want Dion to have that job right the F now. And, you know, it's 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 a weird thing. That first game is going to be a, a very strange one because there is so much uncertainty about both of those teams, you know, going into next year. Now, as far as a nine-win team is concerned, yeah, it's it's doable. That's doable. You, you're going to need some luck. You're going to need the ball to bounce your way some. But I, I look, the SEC is going to be really deep next year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Arkansas, to me, has a sleeping giant at quarterback in KJ Jefferson. I know they lost Traylon Burks, but KJ was really good. You know, he had six games, seventy plus QBR, which is really tough to do. Correct. Uh, and, you know, Ole Miss is Ole Miss with Lane. And Mississippi State, uh, they bring back Rodgers and they have a bunch of really skill, skilled guys. I'm really high on Xavier Thomas, the kid, they, the three-star wide receiver they got out of Louisiana. So, you know, it, it, it's going to be a brutal SEC, but if the ball bounces your way, you can get the nine wins easily. I agree. With, I, I just wanted to make sure, Carter, I wasn't talking myself into no, something. You know. No, heavens no. <laughs> if you have Payshon on your roster, that's good enough for one or two wins, right? So, I mean, look, he single-handedly won LSU the Mississippi State game. So, you know, if he's right. fully healthy and locked in and ready to go, that guy, that guy will win you two games on his own. You just got to kind of have to figure out how to win seven more uh, so you can get that magical nine win. See, and here I thought it was uh, Ed Orsdron cutting up the X's and O's to win Mississippi State. Never mind, never mind, limit. limit. Ah, 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 ah. All right, Carter, last one. Uh, Jared Hill says, talk about the Zion situation. Is there anything that you think that you think about the Zion situation before we get you out of here? Like, how yeah. do you feel about it? Yeah, so uh, I think Zion's fine. You know, once again, he's a young guy that is going through a lot. Now, his communication with the organization has been very immature, mm-hmm. and he can be immature at times, right? You, you, you'll see him on the sideline kind of out of it, right? And right. he's been training away from the team. And then the C.J. McCollum situation and the J.J. Reddick situation and mm-hmm. so on and so on. Uh, look, the Pelicans are where they are now because of resilience, because New Orleans is a mother effing basketball city. I'm getting sick and tired. And, and look, so many people always say this, right? Well, the national media is out to get us. This is one of the few times where you can actually say that as a Pelicans fan, right? The national media, there have been at least five. I can name five specific examples just right off the top of my head of the national media just crapping on the Pelicans when there's no base, in fact, about it at all, as far as the uh, right. base, as far mm-hmm. as Gail Benson wanted to be in the city. And look, it's 
it's not cool. It's really not cool, right? Especially if you are a big Pelicans basketball fan. So, yeah, obviously Zion needs to handle all of this right. But if you come back and the team is winning and you got an experience, bonafide leader in CJ McCollum, who has been way better than I thought he was going to be, um, the, the, the Pels are going to be fine. Now, here's the thing, okay? And this happens all the time in society, Blake. We always like to look to our right and say, well, what could have been? What could have been if we would have drafted John Morant instead of Zion? Oh, God. Stop. Just stop it. I, I'm tired of people doing this, right? Stop but it. He's just so is, good. Is, <laughs> yeah. Is John Morant a better player? Yeah. Right now, he clearly is. He's probably him or Embiid, the MVP right now. I'd probably give it to John Morant. Uh, so what? You, you can't you can't live your life like that. You you, you right. just can't, right? Like if I'm a Trailblazer fan, I don't go to sleep every night and say, "Sam Bowie, I hate you so <laughs> much, Sam." B-. Don't don't do that because I've seen some of that, right? Like right. people are like, "Oh my goodness, we should have drafted the guy from Murray State." No. No, Zion was the biggest star on the planet. Barack Obama was at his game. You know, just regular game, the right. shoe explosion. Game. Right. I mean, it was it was it was it was it was what you were supposed to do in that situation, right? No mm-hmm. one expected John Morant to be like getting cl- getting on the Damian Lillard, Steph Curry level of dominance that he's been on, right? Mm-hmm. So don't do that. If you're a Pelican fan, don't do that. Just let Ja be Ja. He's awesome, and. Just cross your fingers. Zion comes back motivated and ready to go. We're going to table this conversation for a later time, but I'm a little ticked off with Zion, if I'm being a little honest. Um, you should be. but Just a little bit. Well, I, I mean, look, like, I, I just don't like the whole fact, Carter, like, uh, oh, so now we're on a four-game winning streak and now you're back in the city? You know, like, that. Huh? that's huh? the only thing for me. It's like, wait a minute, man. When they lost seven in a row, where were you at? You were in Portland. You weren't talking to David Griffin. That's the only thing that bothers me, really. Right. You know, that's the only thing that bothers me. But, nevertheless, you are Carter the Power Bryant. Let's go. Thank you, my friend. Hopefully, Let's go. we will have you on again very soon because maybe we have a new quarterback. Oopsies. <laughs> we'll see you, buddy. Have a good see day. See you, That is Carter the Power Bryant joining us. Always a fantastic guest uh, for us. Uh, very quickly, and we're going to get to LSU football. I mean, LSU basketball and baseball. Let me just say my my piece on Zion very quickly because we ended it there with Carter. Um, and I'm not going to go very long on this. My my only thing with this whole Zion situation is I kind of feel like it's a little front runner ish, right? Like I get that people want to rally, especially in a city, want to rally around Zion, but. Can we take a step back and just maybe, like, jot down some of the facts that's going on with Zion. Not talking with David Griffin. Not talking with Gail Benson. Not talking with the organization. And, look, you trade for C.J. McCollum and he goes after Zion to tell him to bring his ass back to the city. That's exactly what you needed. What does tick me off to a high level, though, is now the Pelicans are on, what, a four-game winning streak and now you want to come back to the city? That bothers the shit out of me. Nobody on planet Earth is saying he's not a good basketball player. Nobody on the planet is saying that he can't do miraculous stuff. But I don't like a front runner. I get you're injured, but talk to him. The Pelicans, 
I would almost guarantee the Pelicans would have brought any kind of media staff or, or media uh, media staff, uh, medical staff and medical team to the city to, to help Zion. I, I'm not going to say, you know, I you know I saw Zion maybe two and a half years ago in person, not on a basketball court, and my man had his dietician telling him to stop eating raisin canes because he's on a diet and he wouldn't stop. I'm not joking. Like, if he mentally brings himself there and gets better, um... Then I think then I think that the Pelicans will be all right. Ryan says nitpicking. I'm not nitpicking. I'm not nitpicking. Him not talking. Ryan. Him not talking to the organization's not nitpicky. Sorry. Uh, Ed sends us five dollars via super chat on YouTube. Thank you so much, Ed. I appreciate it. You know what happens when you have kids. My son Ben's bringing me the ice cream. <laughs> Daddy, ice cream. Okay. Let's finish this out with some LSU basketball and baseball. I want to say this very quickly with LSU ba- basketball because I'm not going to spend long on it either. LSU basketball kind of sits in a really good position to make a little bit of a run in this SEC tournament. Now, they'll play the winners out of Ole Miss and Missouri, if I'm not mistaken. Now, let me go back and um, – Let me um, because I had it up and then I accidentally uh, exited it out uh, of it. But you have LSU as a fifth seed. They will play the winner of Ole Miss and Missouri, and then they'll play the winner there. They'll play Arkansas in a game with guys. Honestly, you won or lost by a point to Arkansas. I think that you could easily win that game, and then I think you ultimately play Auburn, and then you lose. But look, I think that they could get to the final four in this in in this SEC tournament. Like I, I really think they could. I don't think Arkansas beats LSU again. Third time around, I don't think that they beat them. But it's hard for me to say that though because Arkan because LSU is so hot and cold on everything, so hot and cold on everything. They're so highly highly inconsistent extremely inconsistent. Like, at some point, like, at some point, you're going to have to show more consistency. You go up against the number six team in the country. You're you're fighting with them down to the wire. You go up against the number uh, 14 team in the country. You go up against, uh, you're with them right there to the end of the wire. You lose both of those games. Alabama the same. At some point, you got to show cons- some consistency. Blow a team out. Anyway. Uh, Blake Doucette says, Hashtag Ask Blake, what's your thoughts on Floyd over Hillary to start? Uh, Hillary, you mean Hilliard, against the number one team in Texas last night. I actually thought, and this is going to be a hot take that people don't like, I actually didn't. Th- I actually thought Ty Floyd had a pretty good game. We'll talk some LSU baseball here. Um, I got Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com calling me. <laughs> uh, 
But I, I thought Ty Floyd – I mean, you can't run out against the number one team in the country and throw all fastballs either. Now, I don't know who's calling the pitches. I don't know if he's shaking it off. I, I mean, I don't know what's going on there. Um, but I, I didn't mind it. And, look, Hilliard's not starting again today. Um, so, kind of goes to tell you what they're probably thinking about it. I, and, look, I, the score from last night's game does not indicate either how close that game was. I know that you lost by five. Um, but LSU had multiple times with multiple guys on, in scoring position, and they couldn't capitalize. I got I to gotta say this, too. I also feel like Dylan Cruz is oppressing a little bit in, in crunch time. And, and, bro, you're so good at your craft. You are so, so good at everything that you do. If I'm, if I'm anybody surrounded by Dylan Cruz, I'm telling him, hey, bro, just be you. Like, don't overdo it. Like, he's trying to hit a, 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 a six, a five-run home run, five-run grand slam. Just be you. Now, I'll tell you who I'm, I'm most impressed with this weekend has been K. Doty. It's not close. K. Doty's, K. Doty might be right now. The mo- the player I'm most impressed with out out of the gate of the game out of the gate of the season. I think you beat Baylor today. I think that you actually crush Baylor today. I think you hit a lot of uh, hit the ball a ton today. Um, with that being said, if LSU wins today, they go two and one in the Shriners Classic, and you and your only loss is to Texas, and your other loss is to Louisiana Tech. You got to get a little better, and I and I and I'm, I agree with you. You got to, you know, at some point you're going to face a, a, a ranked opponent, and you're going to have to beat them. But I think that they will, and you're not going to face a team better than Texas, guys. You're really, really not. Vandy, maybe Vandy has some really good, really good guys. Arkansas struggling. Shout out Southeastern. They lost. I mean, guys, you have it. You have a situation. You can do. You can you can make a good run in the SEC here. But Texas is just really good. Really, really, really good. Uh, Rick said ump last night was very inconsistent with the strike zone for both teams. It was frustrating for Floyd. You could see it. I agree with that. I I agree with that. Rick also says we need to play with more discipline and not commit dumb fouls. Talking about basketball. I also agree with that. Uh, Rob Boudreaux says we need to quit making first base work so hard. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say that. I guess you could say that. I mean, they're just they're they're just sloppy a little bit baseball wise. Now, I think that Jay, you know, Jay, look, here's another thing that I I got to commend Jay Johnson on, and one of my good buddies. We were talking about this this morning. He is not going to sit on his hands if he thinks if he's going to make a move when it when it's best for his team. He's not. It's a little bit more of a new school coach, coaching mentality, which I like a lot. I like a whole lot. So, play tonight at 7. Um, I just want to see LSU hit the ball all over the yard. Now, I will end it here. I, I've been told a little some things about Alex Malazzo. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of Tyler McManus in the near future. Uh, I think you're, if Hayden Travinsky is ready to go, you're going to see a lot of Hayden Travinsky in the near future. Um, I don't know the severity or the lack of severity for Alex Malazzo. But from what I've been told, at extreme minimum, he might be out a week and a half, two weeks at extreme minimum. But 
not being able maybe to get an MRI or whatever his injury may be. Maybe, you know, I, I, some people kicked around that it was his knee. Um, but we'll see. I mean, you don't really know the severity of anything until you get that MRI and you can go in there and see it. With that, with that alone, let's just see how that progresses. But from what I understand, we're going to be seeing a lot of Tyler McManus. Um, and that stinks. That stinks from Malazzo. All right. Got a game in three hours. Going to be fun. Going to be fun. Uh, Pooh Bear said, I'd like to know how many unearned runs we've given up. That's very telling. A lot. A lot. And then Blake Doucette talks about leaving 12 runners on base. We'll, not, we'll, uh, we'll do it. Yeah, you can't leave 12 guys on and think you're going to beat the number one team in the nation. You're not going to do it. But they got them there. And eventually you're going to start getting those guys over. All right, we'll see y'all tonight. I'm sure we'll do a space or something, and we'll be talking about the baseball game. But it's going to be fun. Until then, guys, we'll see y'all again soon. Y'all have a good day. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.